0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Rogelio Robles. And this is Juan Lopez. I almost started again, again like normally. Okay. Um, and this is Spanish Seminary. Uh, just so for people that don't know, this uh, podcast is centered in la experiencia latina in the church, sobre the space between Spanish English, Inglés, Catholics y Aleluyas, Latin America y el Norte. Yes, and where can people find us? I don't think we said like our social media stuff last week uh, which I mean it's, <laughs> it's fine but no no I don't think but let's do it again but this um week. they can find us on Facebook and Instagram it's gonna be uh, username Spanglish Seminary on both of them on both and then uh, our Twitter is a little weird cause Twitter doesn't let you use the whole phrase didn't let us use the whole Spanglish Seminary phrase but it's uh, Spanglish underscore S-E-M mm-hmm. the first three letters of seminary um so this was an interesting week to record. It was, it was a busy week, right. and then also busy weekend, but then also an, an, emotional, trying, weekend. an emotional weekend because of the Doyers But also trying to get this thing recorded, we um, we tried to record at a, at a Starbucks.
1: It was not oh yeah. It, we first we started <laughs>
0: at a Starbucks, and we set up, and we did a few like test test runs or whatever for like a minute, just talking. And, and apparently, and who like... Who <laughs> does car races on a Monday? First no, 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 no. But first, we were inside the Starbucks, remember? Yeah. And it was, like, uh, Stranger Things, the upside-down noise or something. Like, you Stranger just hear, like, this thing. humming um, throughout the whole thing as we recorded. And then we were like, all right, let's go outside. That'll be better. And there's a car crew <laughs> outside bumping, music, you know, revving, revving, and... Uh, the cop showed up, and yeah. so that took about forty minutes. And then we decided to go to a quieter, quieter cafe, and kind of sat outside. But so I, we thought. So we thought. <laughs> I, and then, so towards the end, there's a there's like a cricket that joins us for a few minutes. <laughs> and it's it was like I think it was close to our table.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was.
0: Because you could totally hear like the crickets <laughs> like sitting on the microphone or something. But and there's a few cars. We try to edit as much as we could. Well, Roger, I'm not gonna take any credit. Uh, Roger edited as much of the um, there was a few cars that passed by, but um, we're hoping it's 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 not too bad. It adds to the uh, ambient noise uh, like if you know we're all sitting sitting uh, in, in a you know drinking some coffee.
2: We were. <laughs> we were, <laughs> but
0: I mean our listeners as well so they, they so we do apologize for the noise. Um, but it was a it was a good good podcast and you know we we had to edit a, a few things out. Uh, and we're posting on a Wednesday morning Why? Because Halloween mm-hmm. Dia de los Muertos On, on Sunday mm-hmm. We went to uh, Visit our uh, uh, a, a grave yes. of a, And then uh, They had like a Dia de los Muertos event And then today was Double the Dodgers were playing And it was Halloween So we didn't have enough time to edit um, but here it is. We we did it, and if you'll hear us, you either so next intro for the next next podcast, we're either gonna be really happy or we're gonna be pretty pretty sad. Why? Because game 7's tomorrow. Oh, game yeah. seven uh, is gonna be Wednesday. What the, fir- the, the first the Wednesday November first. Uh, Dodgers are playing game seven here in Los Angeles. So you got this. You know, I call myself for reluctant Reluctant Dodger fan, but Doier. reluctant Dodger fan, and uh, so that's that's going to be it. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, we should we we should talk about the podcast we're doing today, right? Yeah. This is the longest introduction ever. But so this week it was it was a good week. We uh, had our friends um, Jessica and Heidi Reese. They are sisters that we met at, um, at our second church. Um, that we we uh, that I well both of us served, but right? you helped in the sound and uh, yeah, was um, I always forgot my official title, but you were campus managing. campus director I think director, um, which was which was a, a great great time and you know uh, nothing but great things to say about uh, the, that church and so um, Jessica was a teaching pastor and she, uh, when we were there and then she was also the worship leader at first when we first visited and then Heidi um, helped out as well uh in other and other things but their sisters and uh, their journey and their their uh just getting to know them they're they're really interesting and uh their story was interesting as well as far as calling and vocation and, and community uh, they were both raised in the in the pentecostal church so i kind of wanted to hear their story as to if if they wrestled or or how they kind of um viewed calling and vocation and community and um so they share their journey of how they decided where to study, um, how they wrestled with you know what they believed God was calling them to uh, to do, uh, and then we also talked about the role uh, our church communities play to help guide us uh, to discern the difference between our calling and our vocation, just as a part of the whole body of Christ. Um, so it was a, it was a good uh, conversation, which uh, was longer and you know obviously we couldn't uh, show it all because it's cars passing by and play it all um, but it was a good conversation so mm-hmm. and uh, and again thank you Roger for for all your help here I can't can't thank you enough uh, I think I've talked enough but so thank the people for listening and then we'll, we'll get started yeah definitely thank you guys <laughs> for listening and hope you guys enjoy yeah thank you enjoy and uh, we got something something special uh, uh, next week so we'll see I, I get a little teaser right um, thank you Thank you for taking the time to do this, yeah, absolutely. and um, Thank you. if you can introduce yourselves to the, our listeners.
1: Sure. Uh, my name is Jessica Ruiz, and I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. Uh, my name is Heidi. I'm also excited to be here.
0: Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Um, so we'll start off with the way we usually start off all our questions. Um, where did you begin your, I guess, academic theological journey, if, if any?
1: Okay. Um, I, it really would have begun in college. So I uh, went to Biola University, which is like a local um, private Christian college in the area. And um, I just was really drawn to the university yeah. because of, you know, the, the academic rigor, but at the same time, the, um, they offered 30 units of Bible for every, like, graduating, you know, student. And it was kind of something that I wanted to pursue. I wanted to dive into more of what it meant to, you know, study the Bible.
0: What was your major?
1: What was social science, and I emphasized in Middle East studies.
0: What is that? Like, what is Middle... So, what was the emphasis to that?
1: The emphasis was studying geography, history, uh, culture, religion of, like, the entire... It would be, like, Middle East and North African region.
0: Did you study anything regarding Islam? Uh, yes. And how was that? As a Christian, how was that?
1: Um, I think one of the reasons that I actually started, um, or chose that concentration, I kind of chose it halfway through my you know, my time at Biola, yeah. um, I took a class called Apologetics to Islam. And while it was kind of scary at first, like the title, I was, I was like, oh, this is an interesting class, so like, I wonder what it's about. And we basically tore up the... I, mean, I shouldn't say it like that. I you really didn't, tear Literally
0: I didn't tear it. I didn't tear it. I did
1: not. <laughs> what I want to ma- say is we, we studied and researched the Quran okay. and um, tried to understand it from a variety of point of views. So, from that moment, I started taking just other, um, history classes, mm-hmm. um, and the, prof- one of the professors was kind of an expert, uh, on, you know, Middle East studies and had spent time in Egypt and all this amazing thing, so really wow. encouraged me to kind of follow that path, and she was my mentor throughout the rest yeah. of my career there.
0: That sounds very interesting. Yeah, yeah I didn't have, know that. Yeah, I have more questions for her on that, but, <laughs> um, Heidi. Hi. Um. So you didn't, we were talking earlier, and you didn't take a, like a, tell us where you went to school. There we go. That's a better question. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I didn't go to Bible school, um, but I'd say, I guess my journey started at church, maybe, Mm -hmm. because I grew up in church. Um, I did some Bible Institute classes at church, uh, but I went to uh, FITM, which is in downtown's fashion school, and I studied textile design because I wanted a creative career, and yeah. So...
0: What is, okay, so that's the interesting question that I didn't know. What is textile design, right? So I think of, like I was saying earlier, I think of, like, los callejones. And <laughs> what do you call those big rolls? Yeah, the, rolls the big of rolls of fabric. fabric. So do you actually design <laughs> what that looks like? Or tell us about that.
2: Yeah, well, anything, uh, like I was explaining earlier, anything that's printed on fabric, like um, like a print that's polka dots or stripes or plaids or you know designs like florals and things like that um that's what I do
0: that sounds very interesting as well (laughs) just the creativity aspect of it it sounds interesting um okay so let's we're so today we're talking about calling and how we first heard about it so we'll we'll bounce back and forth between the two of you but we'll go with um back to Jess Mm -hmm. um so did the church or and I, I don't mean like the church like in a general sense, I mean, like, what did you hear about calling? Like, did, were you called, did you feel called to Biola is the question that I should ask. Right, right.
1: Um, I, I did hear about the concept of calling kind of early on from yeah. church. Um, and to, to really kind of go back to that place where I was as an 18-year-old applying for college, whether I felt called to Biola. I think there was a, a, a strong desire to be there, but I knew that I could have done anything else. I mean, I had applied to a few other colleges and I just, I kind of did it based on like a desire to like be there um, yeah. and not necessarily like an overarching, like, oh, I'm being called there and if I do, and if I don't do that, something's going to, you know, it's going to go wrong. So it wasn't necessarily that. It was more of you know, wanting and desire to go.
0: For you, Heidi, did you, or either of you, we'll start with Heidi, did you ever feel pressured or did you ever, not pressure? Um, did you feel that you were someone like disobeying God because you were choosing the school that you were choosing?
2: well actually I went to school a little bit later right after high school is where I struggled a lot with kind of like not knowing what I wanted I went to community college for a long long time and kind of did a lot of different things that I thought I'd be interested in and um, but I was going to say that I think growing up in church we get you know there's always like a blurry line between like calling and identity and just like Figuring out, like, oh, my calling. You know, for a long time I thought my calling is my identity. You know, what I am called to do, what do I, what I do, is who I am. Um, and that's why there's always been so much confusion. But when I got a little older and kind of like felt like I connected more on a deeper level with God, I realized like what I do is not who I am. Yeah. So I think that. How do I explain it? Um, I don't think that my calling is necessarily like the same thing forever. Maybe.
0: Yeah.
2: Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. I see. What you um, mean. Because we're, I think we're given a lot of different talents and skills and gifts, you know. And I honestly feel like the Lord can use any of them anytime. So. It's more not as much about calling, more about obedience. Like okay. when are you going to like when he, whenever he calls you to do a specific thing, maybe in someone's life, maybe in a in an industry or whatever. Um, it's the
1: obedience to that. Okay.
0: Yeah, oh, I
1: like that. that
0: yeah, a big, yeah, that a good and that's word. yeah. Can you oh, answer sh- that? Yeah. Wow,
1: can you answer that? that. <laughs> um, she really like wrapped it around obviously like there's a way to also differentiate between callings that are like something like moses or abraham which are like specific like you can consider them more like audible callings like i the lord is calling you to do you know to do this or to become this for these people um but again it, it comes down to you know was that part of their identity or was it, like she said, you know, something where it's, like, a specific calling for a specific time? I think that that kind of wraps yeah. around that, that same thing.
0: So something that stood out that you said to be... And now I'm totally... Ter- I'm terrible at paraphrasing, right? To be called to something for these people or for a certain people for a certain time. Um, I think that's one of the things for me that kind of stood out. Because I had the same experience that Heidi did where, um, you know... Your, my identity was tied to my calling. So it's like, you're going to be a preacher. You're going to be a pastor. And you were, I've, I mean, countless times I heard in, in different, you know, settings within like even conferences within the church that you'd hear, you know, you were called for such a time as this, or you were, you know, um, the only reason you were born is to preach. And so when you lose the ability to preach or you lose the ability to be a pastor and that gets taken from you. So then you kind of get out. And I saw that happen to many people. Um, You know, many as a young adult youth pastor. I mean, um, I saw that happen, you know, young people and it's, it's hard. So um, what, what kind of helped? So we'll, we'll go with Jess um, here. What kind of helped you stop struggling? If you, if a struggle at all, like what kind of helped ground you into like, okay, this is my calling now.
1: I think where where I am now in life is a, is a place where I see um, things that you are called to or more of like things that you are, how do I phrase it without saying, in a way things that you are when you are with people, like uh, who you are when you're with people. So for instance, I found that I'm a nurturer in many ways. So if ever I'm in an environment where I'm nurturing in some way, I feel like I'm fulfilled and I feel like I'm fulfilling my calling. So you, it's not about uh, a position, you know, or label this or that, but it's about your role within whatever position you have, which kind of, you know, bounces back from what Heidi said earlier. It's, it's really, it's, you know, it's your identity and it's, it's your calling. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. What about you, Heidi? Like (laughs) how, so as a, you know, did you have that struggle at all, or do you still struggle with that? Um, Where are you at now?
2: I definitely did struggle with it for many years, but um, like I said before, I think really pressing into like getting to know God, um, He's the only one that can really like reveal who you truly are, I guess. Um, so now I, I feel very comfortable being just just being you know what I mean and it's yeah. because of that understanding that um, it's not what we do but you know it's because of who God is you know it's not who yeah. we are like it just I remind myself I think constantly that it's not about me it's not about what I can do it's about what God chooses to do with me you know what yeah. I mean
0: Yeah, I think for me, the the phrasing that helped me was um, that we're called to Christ. So you're called to be like Christ. And so uh, there's more to, like, hash out there. But, you know, so what you do, I think we talked about that earlier, right? What you do isn't, I don't want to say isn't as important, but whatever you decide to do, God goes with you. And as long as you do it like Christ and you're being shaped like Christ, then that's where... um, You know, God's will is for you to be like Christ, Mm -hmm. and and whether you're, um, you know, working in retail or you know, uh, working at a uh,
2: wherever in the fashion industry, industry, wherever. I
0: don't want to be specific, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that kind of connects with like God's will, and just right now, just thinking off the cuff, right? The the, I think calling and then God's will. um, You know, we in the previous podcast we were talking about how much. I detest the, the phrase "God is in control," mm-hmm. uh, based on my experience. So I'm just gonna throw that to you guys, and you guys can talk about it <laughs> with each other. Like, yeah. um, how does God's will and calling kind of intersect mm-hmm. to you?
1: Well, I mean, we can get into like what God allows as a like, permissible will, or yeah. what you know what God actually dictates for you to do. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like calling versus will. Um, I think. I think he can call you to many things, yeah. Like he can call you know, to many things, like Heidi said, um, and you can have a specific calling on your life that you know you will, you will desire to fulfill. But he'll put the desire in you to do so, right? So it's not like you, he's going to say you're going to be a preacher and you're going to hate that your entire life, or you might. I don't know, but um, <laughs> yeah. but as far as will is, I think. Gosh, that, I don't know, if it's 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 a, it's a, load, uh, yeah, it's a loaded a question I, for like I, heavy I, question, I, Right now, and I'm like, you know, yeah. like everything I have to... No, no, yeah, it's <laughs> a totally
0: loaded me? question. It's I didn't mean to <laughs> do that. not that one on me. I just threw that. You know why? Because you know? they
2: all interlink somehow. It, it's interlinked. So it's kind of hard to define them specifically, separately, mm. because they're all just so... Like, you got to think about... I don't know, okay, well, I don't know, can I interject? Yeah, this um, is this please. Is a free No, I'm please interject. <laughs> um, I we're was going to say that. We're having
0: a conversation in in a, in front of a coffee shop with all the noise. I think you got to give that disclaimer right everybody hears. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's God's will that uh, we be interrupted. It is in Lord's will. <laughs> we so uh, sorry. Go ahead no, cuz I'm going to get started on the devils. Don't get me started <laughs> at the interruptions.
2: Well, I think I think I agree with what she was saying. Yeah. Like, the Lord can call you to many different things in many different seasons of your life or whatever, whatever he chooses to do. But his will for us, I guess, would still be to just, like, is, like, the spreading of the gospel. Yeah. I guess to be more general, not to specify it as a calling. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think that I understand it a little bit better when I think of it that way. Yeah.
0: I, I like the phrasing that you said earlier, and and it to me it's the same thing is it's that it's you know I go back to that right who God is and who God says that we are and um I, I I find peace in that and you know we're called to be like Jesus and God's will is for us to be like Christ regardless of what happens mm-hmm. like I I always um, I don't know. I don't want to get into another because t- we're going to get into the whole permissible bill and the whole. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: um, it's yeah. another podcast altogether. So I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't. I apologize for for no, taking it funny. there, but. Um,
1: the other thing that I was thinking about as you were discussing um, was the fact that the word calling comes from like this Latin word called vocare, which kind of translates into uh, the word vocation. Okay. And so that's kind of like it. Kind of leads you to believe that calling is is not just like a one thing like oh do this specific like do this journey thing it's actually a specific role that you can take and it could be it could look like a job it could look like something like that as long as again mm-hmm. the way we, what we said is yeah. you're you're taking the role of,
0: of of who you're supposed to be I'm glad you brought up that point of, of vocation um, I think w- earlier when <laughs> we, we weren't recording we had a a, a whole podcast episode there but <laughs> yeah. um I, I think for me, one of the things that has stood out in regards to my calling is the role that, like, the church community plays. Like, I feel that they, a church community, like, confirms, affirms, I'm using all the, all the words, right, um, and, like, brings that out of you like you said for a certain time and for certain people like you need so for example like if I feel called to teach um, I have to submit myself to a community that's gonna call that uh, call that out of me and kinda I, I guess the word is yes the word is submit and also surrender there's like a lot of surrender and you have to trust a community that they're going to bring that out of you. And also, it'll help you kind of realize, hey, maybe I'm not called to that, right? So, like, as a preacher now, I realize, you know, I felt called to preach. One of the reasons I stumbled into seminary was because I thought I was going to be a preacher and a youth pastor for the rest of my life. And then, right when I get accepted into seminary, I'm told I can't be a youth pastor anymore. And so that identity crisis kind of came into be. And, but then you start to see once you actually start to study uh, and you actually start to take theology seriously, you start to see, hey, there's something more to me feeling like I am a preacher or me feeling like I am a um, a pastor. Um, because it depends. I, I personally like to put more of the weight on the community than what I feel personally because then I can just bounce around from community to community until somebody kind of accepts what I think I'm saying about myself. So, like, me and Heidi were talking earlier about we we always had the one hermana, and this is not making fun of, you know, the other hermanas because they're our prayer warriors, right? I'm, I'm not going to, like, say anything uh, bad, but... We always had the one hermana that would have a corito. You know, she had, she had to sing a song. She had a song for her. And she would always say, Yo no puedo cantar. Oh,
1: gosh. Yes. Right? <laughs>
0: and you can go to any church.
1: Flashbacks.
0: Right? Yo no puedo cantar, pero tengo una canción en el corazón. So I'm going to sing this song, and you ain't going to stop me. Because, you know. For the glory of God. For the glory of God. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the theological struggle was, you know, do you let someone who can't sing sing, because they feel God called them? Do you let someone who can't preach preach because you feel God called them? I don't know. A community. I think a com- I right a, a responsible mm-hmm. community should tell you oh. or
2: push you in the right direction. Right.
0: Yeah, that's where I think a community should be responsible to. I mean, because it's a body. Yeah. Right. It's a body, and they hold you accountable. They hold you. Ac- they hold you accountable, and they should. They should bring your gifts out and I, I don't know I could talk about it for hours mm-hmm. about how some of our communities have been irresponsible with our gifts it, mm. it's I don't know it's it's that it's it's where I think I was telling you earlier one of the things I appreciate about what I learned about the Catholic tradition was when someone wants to be a priest um, It's there's a five year process where like you have to Go pray for people that are about to die. Um, it reminds me of the scene. So, uh, any any uh, uh, any opportunity they have to reference uh, "Nacho Libre." <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when
0: in the beginning of the movie, you know they send him to go pray for someone that they think is dead, right? Oh. So imagine, you know, I'm totally rambling here, but just seeing that, right? Like, so for me, right, as a young Christian, I'm called hey i'm gonna be a pastor okay go pray for someone that's dying how that would have changed my view of like i just thought i was gonna influence a few people and you know what i mean i appreciate that about the tradition as far as calling and vocation and being able to i guess it speeds up the process i don't know what do you what do you think about that let's go with heidi how does that inspire your i don't know
2: um, how does wedding I mean just what well, just jacket? you
0: so for example like you were talking about you going into um, the fashion industry right and you want to be creative so how can the church help spur that creativity or has the church helped spur hmm. that creativity?
2: Um, I think though they do have a lot to do with kind of like as you were saying kind of like fanning that flame or kind of like um, bringing it out of you I think it also has to do with us like maybe how much involvement we have with our community you know like how much are we able to like share and about ourselves you know what I mean because no one will know really unless you like share with them and I feel like I say that because in my personal experience I I am not as good at like maybe sharing everything about myself so that you know to the point where someone can really get to know me and be able to bring that out of me so I think that there was kind of a struggle there to kind of find um that I guess that calling or maybe yeah you know kind of open up yeah because well, whatever I did maybe serve in or whatever I did think I was called to do growing up was um, maybe a little more surfacey, yeah. you know, because then later I found out, I was like, no, this, I don't think this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you well, know? Okay, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it's not necessarily like, oh, I don't think this is what I'm supposed to be yeah. doing or, because I'm not talented in it or gifted in it. Yeah. Just because, I don't know. Well, like, I obviously we were on the worship team for many years, yeah. you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then
0: so just as general like did mm-hmm. you did you at first feel you were called to like sing or did you feel um, like were you the one in charge of like holding the pandero and but, hitting the pandero or the banner i don't know no uh, um yeah.
2: <laughs> the flag the flag yeah no we didn't have flags i know i kidding <laughs> i love flags but
0: okay. <laughs> you really? yeah, yeah you could start flag. that the that's for <laughs> that's for another day. Yeah, like we'll talk about uh, a worship dance or interpretive dance in the, in the church. <laughs> that's a whole other uh, but, type of worship. I so, guess. did you feel called to sing?
2: Um, I think at the time I did feel that, but there was always something kind of like, almost like a gap in me that was like, or like a emptiness in some way. Like this wasn't fully who I was. Like I knew I could sing, I knew I can play an instrument, and I knew I could do all those things but I didn't necessarily think that that was what I was meant to do you know mm-hmm. I I think it goes back to just kind of like struggling with that maybe I felt that for a long time and then didn't realize it until I got older that I was like oh what I do is not who I am yes. you know and everything just became clear to me honestly that's in my personal experience yeah that's that's how I feel like I can there's like whatever I do, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. has some substance because I know that it is not who I am
1: necessarily. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds kind of weird when I... I I think what what we refer to when we, we talk about that is really like we, we operate from a place of being, right. Yeah. And not first doing, and then trying to be whatever we're doing. Yeah. So I think that's what, that's the core, the center of it is when, once we are fully who we are, you know, we, we, we do things that are the fruit, you know, yeah. that they come out of like, you know, the tree grows, you know, and the tree like bears fruit, if it's a healthy tree and all that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, with, with calling, um, you know you're called to you may be called to like nurture you may be called to teach you know um, but then we get into like spiritual gifts like right. what's you know what's the difference between like you know the spiritual gift and like the calling and then the talents and then the strengths and then the personality and you know mm, honestly yeah. like on Sunday we were discussing um, we went through like the growth tracks and yeah. we were talking about like the spiritual gifts and discussing that I'm like gosh I didn't realize like how many different facets you know make up like obviously like, we're complex beings but the point is yeah, you know, um, there's a there's a lot that goes into what we do and, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know how we do it and all that. So yeah. No, that was that was that was really
0: good. That was do, really good. Yeah, yeah. I I, agree. I see what you mean.
1: Everything you say is. But you know what? The other thing I was gonna say is growing up in the church. Now that as I reflect, and it's, it's funny because, yeah. I mean, I'm not old that old, but like yeah. you know, I've I've had a journey like in church. Mm-hmm. I grew up in church, and yeah. and thinking about it now, I I look back at how sometimes doing things for the church or doing like the holy things were yeah. or, or <laughs> looked upon like with with higher regard yeah like if if you had like a group of like five kids and one of them wanted to sing on the worship team one of them wanted to be an evangelist one of them wanted to be a you know mechanic yeah. and the other one wanted to be a hairstylist there would be a sense of like you guys are cute but the one that wants to be an evangelist, now this one we can groom. This one is, yes. like, special, yeah. you know? And I think that's that's where we get into the calling because, like, it's like, who's more special than who and, and what is what, you know? Um, <laughs> you guys can shout an amen and no, clap. We're I know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're no, it, we're waving our hands. If I shouted yes. everything right now. No. But um, so it kind of it made me reflect on that. It was easy for me because um, I felt, I've always felt a very special connection. Mm-hmm. Special. Very, like, uh, a very deep bond with, like, God. Yeah. When I was 12, and I'm thinking about this too, when I was 12, like my dad, we would have um, small little Bible studies mm-hmm. um, at home and and we would pray afterward and things like that. And then one, it was there was an experience that I had where we were praying for me and I was just, I just was overcome with like this, uh, I just like really like felt... God in that moment and I was just like overwhelmed and I was like tearing up and you know all these different things yeah and like I was like I to to put it one way I was like on the couch laid on the couch it's from what I remember you know and I was 12 years old so I was old enough to kind of know what was happening but um I could tell that my dad knew that I was marked in some way like there was something like that was in my spirit that maybe I could not really verbalize exactly what was going on like what and even to this day I won't say You know, I'm a a preacher or I'm a pastor, a teacher, anything like that. Maybe I'm running from my calling. I don't know. (laughs) I may find out in 10 years. Who knows? Mm. But it was just like, I know that I was marked for something. And even though I, sometimes I think about the, what is the thing? And for a time, time, and I still think like missionary was like one of those things that really resounded with my spirit. So when I went to Paola, studied all this stuff, like my plan was like, you know go to the the darkest and the farthest and let's do this you know and that was like and it's still a a passion in my heart but i also have given myself grace to understand that you know uh my calling is is more flexible in a way than i thought it was um you know and that there's a lot more to it than just this is your role and that's what you do and that's it
0: That's, that's beautiful so one of the things that stood out for me when you said that was that your dad noticed that your dad noticed that you were marked, and and one of the things that I've heard in, as to what Christians are supposed to be in the world is to be midwives, um, to not be the ones that that you're there at the last second when to make sure that what my professor says what's supposed to happen happens, and that you know that that the, that idea of people being birthed into the world and and they're into their calling and so like fathers can play that role and the community can play that role in the church and friends when we open up to friends um so yeah so i amen all the amens to, to that because in all the ways that i've felt um affirmed in my calling has been um you know at churches i mean to to You know, to talk about the the church that where we met, um, where you do feel affirmed, you do feel like, hey, um, to use a phrase, you know, your your story matters, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But the story doesn't just matter. Just for me, it's because it's for someone else, and what my gifts are gonna do for someone else. So, like, I can bring your example up. When I walked into that church, and you were the worship leader, right? So your gifts kind of brought healing to my family and what we were going through because you were i don't know if the right word is operating i don't want to use like mechanical Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. but you were living into into that into that gift and it might have been for a time right Mm -hmm, or you know teaching um so so yeah it's it's that Like, like personally i feel called to teach i feel called to preach but without someone else helping me birth that out i'm not I've learned how much I've failed at that, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons this podcast exists, you know, so I can learn <laughs> how to listen and um, not just talk. But so Heidi, tell me, tell how does it, how do you feel with, uh, <laughs> so like this is a good, right, dynamic between the two of you, like um, where you did feel marked, right? You, you can name a moment in time when you were 12 when you were marked. Like I can name that moment too, like where it happened, what church, who prayed over me. You remember those moments? Did did you have that experience, or can you talk a little bit about that? Because again, we're talking about like, you know, you're not more special. It's like just because you want to, you feel you're going to be an evangelist doesn't mean you're more special mm-hmm. or you're closer to God. Yeah. I mean, the gifts, you know, like, I mean, this is, mm-hmm. I always go back to Paul and using the body metaphor that the hand, I'm, I, I'm terrible at, you know, yeah. phrasing this, but, you know, the hand doesn't say to the, 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 what is it? Really? Help me, Pastora. Oh, oh, oh. Help me, Pastora here. Oh wow. <laughs> I know, putting in the pressure. The hand doesn't say or what does he say or the foot does I don't need you. But what does it say? What is it, though? What's the scripture? I'm not going to Google it. <laughs> so weird. This is fine. I'm not going to put you under pressure. But right, so <laughs> well, let's say the hand doesn't say... Yeah. I'm in seminary and I don't know my yeah, word, yeah. right? Because that's the, that's the joke, right? People in seminary don't read their Bibles. We just read other, <laughs> all other people's... Books. All the other books. Um, but right, so the, the hand doesn't say to the mouth, I don't need you, or I think it's that. But mm-hmm. everybody knows um, what we mean. Um, so, you know, I, I see, hear your stories and I hear two different callings you know maybe you might have started because both of you sing um so what do you do you can you name a moment where you maybe felt marked or or no
2: um I think maybe probably when I was like 22 um it wasn't that like obvious I guess is her experience Um, And, you know, like, you have, like, encounters and stuff. Growing up, going to a church, you, you know, you kind of get that whole thing. Yeah, like, you do the prayer and all that stuff. But um, I always feel like my most, like, moments of impact is when I'm, like, just me and God, you know, by ourselves. And it's not anything crazy or elaborate, but I feel like... um, yeah, I think going back to identity um, is probably the, when I had that realization and that, like, a stronger connection is when I had an, a moment of, like, a marking or of impact in my life, I think. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> well, we can talk forever, so I know <laughs> we can... That's one of the struggles is that we can follow so many other like rabbit holes we can we can follow rabbit yeah, trails I'm not dead. rabbit holes my metaphors are another, yeah. rabbit trails into different things but we wanted to just kind of stick to calling and that, that what that felt like um, any last words I guess let's, okay. I like to be anyone, super anyone, inspirational yeah. so like any last words for maybe anyone that's struggling with their calling we'll let who mm-hmm. oh we're going back and forth well, so we'll let no, Jessica yeah, of course. Yeah, um, you first
1: I mean in, encouragement uh, it would be really just to Give yourself grace. God gives you grace. God, I don't think... I think a lot of us sometimes think that God expects... Not that he doesn't expect anything from us, and I don't want to take it lightly, but I think sometimes we demand more than God is actually demanding of us, in a sense. Um... And especially in terms of like calling and, and figuring out, and obviously now we're living in a time that is very different. Like you know, 20 years ago, if you were in a church, like you would, there would just be a there would just be a lot more stringent expectations of who you were and where you were going and and why you were doing the making the decisions you, that you were making. And now I think as we, to put it one way, we evolve as, as people, as humans. Like we we start learning the nuances of, of what it means to like be and and we become. We, we understand a little bit more about what God truly wants from us to put it one way yeah don't mark that in stone but anyway it just, just no, have grace for yourself <laughs> yeah. I think I would tell, sense, tell yeah. somebody that just have grace for yourself because God has grace for you yes yeah um I really agree
2: <laughs> I was gonna say something similar to that it's just grace I think it all goes back to grace and just kind of remembering like you know uh, the whole thing about expectation as well like you know we want to put so much of ourselves, like uh, so much, like pressure on ourselves sometimes. Especially if you grow up in church, it's like, oh, I gotta be like this, I gotta be like that, and, or whatever, you know. And I have to be called to this, or else, am I really called? <laughs> am yeah. I really a Christian, or am I really following God? If I'm not, you know, in a certain place, I guess. But yeah, definitely, just having, you know, grace and remembering that, you know, it's because of who God is, and not what you can do or who
1: you are necessarily yeah. so and I would also add kind of be willing to entertain and like uh, and I don't say that lightly but be willing to entertain is like voice be flexible and say like let me hear what you're saying mm-hmm. God um, because I mean that's how the greats heard I and mean, yeah. it was really just like their, their, their disposition uh, to listening to God um, was really what brought them into like the promised land what brought them into like these places of like you know, working these wonders on, on his behalf and, you know, by his, by the power of his hand, so.
2: Yeah, and I think, like, we hear, like, a lot of different things. Sorry. (laughs) No, I'm like, thank
0: you for that, but keep going. Yes, that was really good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I think we hear a lot of different things, you know, from different people and wherever you're at kind of thing, you know. So it's so crucial to, like, have that time to listen and open up to God because that's where all things come from so it, it's very important that you're hearing it from him and not like too much outside voices and stuff
0: okay so I, I appreciate you guys taking the time to do this and I mean even talking about calling um I guess witnessing um witnessing other Christians and being a part of a church alongside with you um you know, witnessing people be fully human and be fully themselves inspires you to see, hey, you know, um, I can be like Christ too. Just like, you know, their example. And you guys have definitely embodied that for me. So thank you for, for that and, you know, keep being you. And so thank you. Um, I think we got, like, we started whispering towards the end. I don't know. We, no, we got, sorry. like, really serious and really theological. So the
1: street actually
0: got quiet it was now, the, so the, so the street we... got quiet right when... Um, but thank you and hopefully it adds to the realism that we were outside in the street <laughs> <laughs> recording, but um, yeah, thank we, you. We appreciate uh, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: we letting us you guys. the microphone letting yeah. us sometime. As you probably <laughs> thinking can that we yes. <laughs> had something. We'll definitely have you guys
0: back and and uh, just yeah. you know, recording and, and we'll, we'll think of uh, another topic to, to dig into. Okay. <laughs> well thank you. <laughs>